Hey, listeners, get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road, work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to plan for latecomers. If you are leading a meeting or other gathering, you can predict that some people will show up late. So think in advance about how you can welcome them and smoothly incorporate them into the gathering that's already underway. So I sing in the choir at my church, and from the loft, I have a great view of the congregation. In particular, I can see that ushers tend to gently detain latecomers until certain moments when bringing them in will be less conspicuous, because the entire congregation is standing or singing. Sometimes my husband and kids are among the latecomers, because, let's face it, getting out the door in the morning is hard. Even if the Sunday morning launch happens later than the weekday sort, it is not as carefully timed. And if I am singing in the choir, I am not home to help. In general, people tend to drive to church once a week or so, as opposed to school or work, which happens more frequently, so people know the timing. Of course, people are going to be late to church. So the ushers have a system for greeting them when they arrive and seating them in bursts. Latecomers are welcomed and know just how to plug into the service. Their arrival isn't a distraction from what's already underway. Meeting facilitators can do something similar. Establish the norm of starting the meeting on time, but also plan for the possibility that there may be latecomers and know how and when you will incorporate them into the larger group. You can start with the invitation. When you ask people to RSVP for the meeting, also ask people to let you know if they anticipate being late, so you can plan accordingly. This subtly affirms the expectation that people will arrive on time, since no one is going to tell you that they expect to be five to 10 minutes late because, well, they always are. But if someone flags that they are coming from a meeting that almost always runs over, or they will be coming from the airport, and so are at the mercy of transit delays, you can know what to expect and decide in advance what to do about it. For in-person meetings, one option is to smile and silently mouth good morning or good afternoon to latecomers. They will feel welcomed and acknowledged, but your silence will cue them that they should enter quietly too. This is not the time for, 
Hey, everybody, sorry to be late. Traffic on the loop was crazy. Did you see that six-car fender bender by exit 16? You can build in a point in the agenda, somewhere around the middle, to recap what's been covered so far, to catch up latecomers, and, as a bonus, reinforce key points for those who have been there all along. For video conference meetings, one option is to use the waiting room and have a designated point in the agenda when latecomers are admitted all at once. At that point, you can greet them warmly and let them know where you are in the meeting. It's just like the ushers, waiting to seat people until the first hymn. Of course, I know that sometimes doesn't fit with the culture of the group, and let's face it, you aren't going to let your manager linger in the wait room if she is the late party. So if you aren't doing a bulk admit, you can do a silent smile and wave or a message in the chat to say welcome. When you see someone new join, you can subtly weave into your comments where you are in the agenda. As in, before we move on to item three about the program evaluation, does anyone have further thoughts or questions to share about Tom's presentation? You have discreetly cued your latecomer as to where you are. Whatever the specifics of your approach, we want to avoid two extremes. At one extreme, an organizer allows latecomers to steal the show, and the planned meeting content is displaced. The facilitator then has to relaunch the meeting and regenerate momentum. It can be annoying to those who arrived on time for the meeting to restart every time a latecomer comes in. At the other end of the spectrum, also to be avoided, is treating latecomers as invisible. I mean, this makes sense for a big meeting of more than a dozen people, but not for a smaller meeting. If a person arrives in a meeting small enough that everyone is going to notice that they came in, they deserve the dignity of a greeting. If you are the meeting leader, welcome latecomers one way or another. If you are participating in a meeting where the facilitator doesn't do that, you can welcome the person. A smile and a wave or a direct message can go a long way to making the person feel seen and not awkward. I think some meeting facilitators avoid greeting latecomers because they don't want to put them on the spot or because they don't want to make it seem like it's okay to be late. But I don't think either of these is a big risk. Greet them and move on. It really is easier in the long run. Do you have effective ways of incorporating latecomers into meetings? I'd love to hear about it. You can reach me at laura at lauravanderkam.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. 
Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.